As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Bum, 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 bum. Hey, I'm in the studio making pot. Hmm. Edwin Salmon of Knowledge, it's episode 40 of this pod. Hey, hello Salmon Skins and welcome. I'm in your ears right now. I'm in your ears. Oh, like a cotton bud or wax. Yeah, I'm in your ears right now. Yes, I am. Like your favorite song on Blueberry. Salmon of knowledge, just a salmon of knowledge, just a salmon of knowledge, just a salmon of knowledge, just salmon of knowledge, just salmon of knowledge podcast. Hey, salmon skins, welcome to episode 40 of the podcast. Life begins at 40, but podcasts barely begin at 40 because, I mean, look, I don't know how many podcasts uh, some of the big guys have done. Thousands, probably. Millions, probably not thousands though we are at 40 episodes um i mean i got there kind of quicker than other podcasts because for a while i was doing a podcast every two days uh in the office in the apartment with the noise of the liberties outside because i living in the liberties dublin eight Intercity Dublin, I'm living in the liberties in the inner city. Boom, boom, boom. Not the intercity, like I said before. That was a mistake on my on my part. I'm living in the city, the inner city of Dublin, with the scuts, pulling wheelies on the mountain bikes. Um. Yeah, it was difficult because of uh, the scuts, uh, which is what I've dubbed the kind of teenage, preteen kind of gangs that go around that are extremely loud and annoying 
and don't seem to have any kind of structure in their life, where are the parents? That's what I want to know. Because, I mean, during lockdown, surely they should all have been locked down together. But obviously they're like, yeah, go out and mix with your friends and lick each other's faces and, you know, light bangers all the time. Because that's what's happening and has been happening for the last couple of weeks. And it's the 1st of September as I record this. And it's like, it's not Halloween for a while yet, lads and lassies. And the bangers were constant, like every night for hours. And I'm thinking... Where are they getting these bangers? Where are they getting the money to buy these bangers? And it kind of angered me because, you know, these days, because I haven't worked as a stand-up comedian, which was my kind of job. I say kind of job, it was my job. It is my job. I want that to be my job again. Six months, uh, I haven't done stand-up. And whenever I make a decision, I it weighs heavily on me the monetary value of the things that I buy. Am I getting a good deal? When I'm in Lidl, I'm going, hmm, if I get the larger square of butter and the unsalted one, it's slightly cheaper than the smaller salted butter. And I never thought I'd have to decide about butter. But uh, I think, you know, it, it makes me appreciate the value of it. Because if someone was saying, hey, do you want to buy some bangers? Fireworks, by the way, you know, some people might be thinking sausages. What, what? Why are sausages so loud in the Liberties in Dublin? Well, they're not. I'm talking about fireworks. And there's those those fireworks where you light them and they make uh, a noise. They go, boo. <laughs> well, it's more like a kind of a screaming noise. Like a, like um, if Barry Gibb was a was a firework, Barry who was on the show last week. I don't know where they're getting the bangers. Um, all I know is I feel I feel bad for all the dogs that are in the area because they must be bloody terrified. And I know what's going on in various uh, parts of the city, and it just seems like a fucking waste of money. I think. None of these kids have any kind of uh, social responsibility or they don't think about the community. They don't think about all the people who are uh, stressed out, who don't have any gigs to do and can't make money and have to try and make money through other means. And, uh, you know, they're spending money willy and indeed nilly on fireworks. And I, for one, am again it. Also this week, the kids are going back to school. My nephew, Donica, is 13 years old. He is starting secondary school this week. Uh, by the time you listen to this, he'll done have done a few days. And that's a kind of a... I mean, I like secondary school way more than I like primary school. I don't have many memories of primary school. I don't remember my first day in primary school. I often think for grown-ups, it's probably, looking back, it's probably more traumatic than they realize. Because it is a bit of a weird one. Like I, I do remember my younger brother's first day in primary school because I would have been 10 when he started. 
nine or ten and he because he's like five years younger than me so he would have started around four or five but i remember him being kind of upset and kind of scared on his first day and i was like uh trying to be brave for him and trying not to let my emotions sort of uh you know show they were bubbling up and i was you know like when you're watching a movie and it's sad or it's moving and but you're watching it with people and you don't really want to cry in front of them you don't want to start blubbering um because it might be a little bit embarrassing uh you could cry a little bit but you know that it's not going to be like a little cry you know you're going to be like completely destroyed just like a blubbering snotty mess of a red-faced person and uh you're holding it back and you know your throat is sore and your head is sore and your eyes are watering and i was doing that sort of wide-eyed kind of crazy face uh whilst trying to reassure my brother that everything was going to be fine when i looked like an insane person and because i was <laughs> i was worried about him more than uh more than me but i really like i don't have many memories the memories I have of primary school are all bad memories. And I guess that's what, what it is. Like you just, the bad memories stay with you. And the good memories too, but the bad memories definitely stay with you. Secondary school was was better because, um, you know, obviously I was a little bit older and it was a mixed school. So you had that sort of uh, female energy going on. Whereas in a boys' school, it's very much boys, boys, boys. And then lads, 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 as the balls start to drop and puberty starts to kick in and girls start to be, you know, uh, courted. And how <laughs> how the lads used to court the girls when we were in sixth class and we we're all like 12, 13, you're just on the cusp of puberty. Uh, which is not manhood. Puberty is the limbo before the heaven that is being a fully grown man. Puberty is the uh, the kind of stop off before, the last stop before adulthood. And it's awful. It's the limbo. It's not quite hell, but it's the, it's the sort of uh, the middle ground, the limbo. What's it called? Not limbo. What's the thing called? Not he- There's heaven, there's hell. Purgatory, that's it. It's the purgatory. Uh, the purgatory before the heaven that is adulthood. Because being an adult is great and you don't have any problems. But when you're not quite an adult, not quite a child, you're kind of in betweeny. that's a tough time. And teenager, which was a, a word coined in the 50s, uh, I think like the late 50s, 58, 59, there was never a word for a teenager before because you were a child and then you were a man. So when you were 12, you were a child, but on your 13th birthday, you got a job down a mine and you were a man, sir. But then they realized, oh, right, there's this kind of weird purgatory section in between. We've got to come up with a name for that. Let's go with teenager. And I was a teenager and I went to school and I grew up to become a man and now I'm not a fool. 
And I do remember being in school, being kind of very quiet, shy, retiring. And I didn't really enjoy school that much. I didn't, uh, I just found it hard to negotiate all the kind of social norms that happen in school. And the awkwardness of teenage life is something that kind of carries forward into adulthood. There's a great expression from, uh, it's an Irish expression. Many of you may know this expression. It could be a specifically Midlands country expression. Uh, and it's means well. Oh, he means well. Uh, which basically is a sort of a, he's a fuck up and an idiot. But he means well. And meaning well is good enough. It's almost like it's an excuse for being awkward. You just get caught out in these kind of awkward situations. I remember being very embarrassed when I was in sixth class, when I was 13. And we had this teacher who used to get us to memorize like poems and stuff. And we'd have to go up in groups of four and recite these things that we'd memorized, sometimes in Irish and Asquelga. Uh, and my Gwelga is Ufasuk, which means not very good, terrible, in fact. And I remember going up and trying to recite this thing, and I couldn't think of it, couldn't remember it. And I was like nervous and like I'm kind of semi embarrassed already. And I kept trying to do the line. And the teacher was like, again. And I was like, oh, oh I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, God. And then, because I couldn't get it, and he kind of realized that, all right, he's not going to get this. And he just said, uh, sit down. And I was like, huh? And he went, sit down. And he, like, moved his hand and moved his finger, like, down, as he said, down. And in my embarrassed confusion... I sat down on the ground and then the whole classroom just laughed and it was so embarrassing. And the te I remember this as well. The teacher laughed as well in a sort of a, oh, for God's sake. And then he was like, sit down at your seat, at your desk. And I did. And I don't think anyone really remembers that. It wasn't something that came up. I wasn't called sit down salmon for like the rest of my school years but it was just I think it was like a Jedi mind trick that he pulled on me because he, him moving his hand down sit down really uh inf like I was like oh he wants me to sit down and it was just like I just felt like a dog I felt like a dumb dog being trained except I wasn't getting like a biscuit or like a little sausage as a treat for doing well and being obedient and doing as I was told and sitting on the ground. And then as an adult, you still get into these situations, these embarrassing situations. And for me, they've always been kind of fuel for comedy because amazingly enough, that's the amazing thing about comedy is that you can talk about these things and people recognize them because everyone gets into embarrassing situations. Everyone means well and fucks up 
uh, and it's it's just a common occurrence and sharing it kind of uh, relieves whatever it is that the the guilt uh, or you know th- th- that you have to be cool and perfect and everything goes right for you because that's not how life works buddy I remember being on the street of Dublin walking along this was in the before times before the world began to crash and burn and I was walking along and I seen a girl with a bicycle trying to get into her apartment uh, door and she like you know kind of had the door open with one foot and was holding the bike and it was a very narrow door that she was trying to squeeze the bike in and I looked over there and I was like oh she's having fierce trouble there with the bike door interface I'll go and help this girl and I remember walking over to help her and thinking oh I'm an I'm a nice man helping a, a woman get her get, I'll just grab the door and say I'll hold that for you there that was my plan in my brain and by the time I got there which was seconds you know it must have been about five four to five seconds just walking over and by the time it happened she'd gotten the bike in and then was turning around she'd gotten the bike in put it against the wall and was turning around to close the door and just saw me a hairy bearded man walking towards her and I just stopped stood there and looked at her and she didn't know what the hell I was doing. I mean, luckily she didn't scream or mace me because, you know, men are scum and uh, she would have been well within her rights to do that because I was a stranger, a strange man. And I didn't know what to say. So I just kind of looked at her and sort of nodded my head and went, fair play, you got that in, well done, uh, goodbye. And just walked off. And that was embarrassing. So, guys, it is Van Morrison's birthday, and we've got a special treat because I don't know if some people may realize who Brennan Blowhart is, but Brennan Blowhart is a friend of the podcast, a little bit of a loose cannon. He's a, he's a wild man. He's like uh, Frank Sinatra, but without the talent, money, or fame. And he has been singing songs in his own particular style. And in honor of Van Morrison's birthday, he's in the studio here. And uh, Brendan, you you have a special treat for for the listeners. Oh, yeah. Thanks very much for having me back. Uh, Yeah, I've got a very special treat. Of course, Van Morrison is 75 and still alive. So it's a great birthday. Any birthday that rhymes with uh, something positive is is a great birthday in, in, in as far as the wind concerned. So, like I'm forty three. So how would you forty three? Yeah, yeah. How would you? Like, is that good? Uh, let me see. Forty three. Mm, let me see. No, that's not good. Forty three. How do you be? No, no. Wait. Forty three. Living the dream. Yeah, that's not really a that's not really a rhyme though. I mean, you're rhyming some of the word "dream" with three, but not all of the word. Oh yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of an M there, but you know, you can have 
Look, Ed, you can have rhymes within rhymes, or you can have a bit of a word rhyming with most of another word. I mean, that's how Bob Dylan did it. Is it? Not really, but, you know, it works. I don't think it does work. I think you're just kind of making stuff up as you go along. Look, all I'm saying is, I'm the artist here. I'm the singer. You are the listener. I'm the what? The listener. Yeah, listener. The person who listens. Uh, Brendan, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine, yeah. What do you ask? You just, you seem a little bit kind of out of sorts, slightly. Oh, do I now? Well, I'll have you know, I'm doing well. I've uh, shacked up with a new lady. Oh, you have a girlfriend now? Well, I mean, I'm making inroads into that. So she's not your girlfriend? No, she's not my... She's not my girlfriend. She is a lady who I am shacked up with. Are you talking about a landlady? No, I've met a lady who owns a mansion and she wants someone to facilitate the mansion. She wants someone to take care of the mansion, if you will. I don't know what you call that, uh, per se. A caretaker. Yeah, that's it. That's good, actually. I'll, I'll actually say that to her. Can I get the little name badge that says caretaker on it? Is that two words or one word? It's all it's all one word, Brendan. Yeah, so I'm doing that. Uh, she lets me live in the shed. She lets you live in the shed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a nice old deal. But I thought you said she had a mansion. She does have a mansion. But uh, unfortunately, it's one of those ones where, you know, it's like, it's open to the public, but it's got a lot of velvet ropes around. So you can't, you know, it's like a, it's a listed use. It's listed as uh, one of the top mansions in Europe. So there's rooms in the mansion that are, but they're all right. So it's like a, it's like an old stately home. It's like a, a protected building or something. Oh yeah, I walk around at night with a big sharp stick. And if I hear anyone in the bushes, I go, get away. I've got the big sharp stick. I'm getting the mansion here. Why are people trying to get into the mansion? Oh, all the time. I mean, it's it's such a big, warm place. Uh, you're trying to get. I mean, I'd love to sleep in there, but to be fair, the shack is nice. It's got a lot of hay in it. Hay? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it's fine. Uh, hey, if it's good enough for the baby Jesus, it's good enough for Brandon Blowhart. So you're happy enough, yeah? Ed, do you know what? I haven't been this happy in years. Really? Yeah. I mean, I have never really been happy, but uh, I can kind of guess at what happiness is, and this is probably as close to happiness as I'm going to get. So I'll take what I can get, and I'm happy with what I have. Right, well, that's uh, that's an interesting uh, interpretation. So uh, Thank you very much. Uh, well, yeah, it wasn't really a compliment. Well, I will take it as a compliment. So, Brendan, you are a big fan of Van Morrison. I am. And you... I actually started off as a Van Morrison impersonator in my early days. Really? Oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. But not the singing. Not the singing. No, no, see, I had... I was very... Uh, I was a hefty lad. And uh, I could do his voice. You know, he's got that weird hybrid uh, accent. Yeah, yeah. He's got that Northern Ireland, but he's been living in America so long. It's that weird mix of Northy 
American. Yeah, yeah, he sounds like uh, some lad who went on holidays to America for two weeks and comes back talking like a yank. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, that's what I used to do. I used to uh, go around to parties and uh, be Van Morrison. All right, so people would hire you just to kind of hang out at their parties. Well, you'd go uh, to the party, uh, you'd go to the party and you'd just hang out and you'd, I mean, if you're playing Van Morrison, it's easy because he's a notoriously grumpy man. Yeah, I've heard that he's very, he, d- he doesn't suffer fools gladly. He doesn't suffer fools gladly. He doesn't suffer fools sadly. He just doesn't suffer fools. And I'd be there uh, dressed up to have the hat on, pork pie hat, the glasses on, and i just stand in the corner scowling. And if anyone came up to me, I'd say, I, I'd go uh, in his voice, get away from there, near. And people would go, Jesus, Van Morrison's grumpy, isn't he? But they'd be happy. They'd be like, because you get that thing where you can say, oh, Jesus, I was at the party there the other night. You'll never guess who was there. And they go, who? And you go, Van Morrison. And they go, Jesus, Van Morrison, Van the man. What was he like? Was he grumpy? And they go, oh, yeah. And they go, Jesus, yeah. I've heard that. I've heard that. Because you can't be going around being a happy van. Because people won't believe it. People won't believe it because Van Morrison has never been happy. Look, I don't know the man. All I know is I was a never a happy van. If I was a happy van, I think people would have complained. So did you ever sing as Van Morrison? Did I ever sing as Van Morrison? He asked me. Yeah, that's what I'm asking you. Well, I did and I didn't. Well, you either did or you didn't. Then I did. And are you going to sing for us now? Oh, yes. What are you going to sing? Look, Ed, it's a classic. Everyone loves it. It's Brown Eyed Girl. Girl. Lovely, lovely stuff. Okay, Brennan, thanks very much for coming in. And uh, take it away with Brown Eyed Girl. Yeah, my 
Brendan, for that very unique version. Sounds just like him, didn't it? Yeah, it sounded pretty much like Van Morrison. Yeah, exactly like Van Morrison. Okay, well, uh, Brendan, thanks for coming in uh, on this special day, Van Morrison's uh, birthday week. Because it's not his birthday today, per se. Today, per se? No way. No, not today. What do you say? Not today. Fair play. Van Morrison Day? Yeah, it's not a thing. Should be dope. All right, Brendan, thanks very much. Uh, guys, that is all we have time for. Thank you, Brendan, for coming in. Uh, thanks to Van Morrison for the inspiration. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, take care of yourselves. Take care of other people in your immediate vicinity. Uh, wash your hands. Blow your nose. Dispose of the tissues. Wear a mask. Uh, don't be an idiot. Uh, don't do research online unless it's something you're interested in and from reputable sources. Okay, take care, and I'll see you later. Bye-bye-bye, bye-bye-bye. Good luck. Salmon of knowledge, just a 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 salmon of knowledge podcast. I'm going to go back to school. Bum, 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 bum. Kids going back to school. Bungadum, bungadum, bungadum. <laughs> okay, let me just share this thing on Instagram first. Dublin, Ireland is where it is. Dublin, Ireland's where it's at. This is the place where people wear hats. If you don't have a dog, you'll have a cat. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Wrestlers wrestling at the Royal Rumble, but there's no kings and there's no queens. What's going on on that scene? I used to like wrestling when I was a child. Now it's fake and people still like it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.